Thank you so much for joining me in this new podcast. Today we'll be looking at 10 surprisingly effective ways to fix the blank mind problem. So what does the blank mind mean? When you get a blank mind or your mind goes blank, you cannot remember a particular thing or anything at all. We've all experienced it at one time or another. It's that dreaded feeling when your brain stops in mid-sentence and the words don't come. You are suddenly in nowhere. Thus, black minding is defined by a lack of conscious awareness. During periods of blankedness, the individual is not focally aware of any stimuli, either internal or external. This mental state may represent an extreme decoupling of perception and attention one in which attention fails to bring any stimuli into conscious awareness, according to a research article published by Frontiers of Psychology. So what happens when your mind goes blank? For most people, mind blanking is an irritating phenomenon that temporarily interrupts us from doing what needs to be done. Let's talk about two kinds of anxiety. There is acute anxiety that causes a temporary brain lock and there is chronic anxiety, which operates as a silent, invisible force. So considering acute anxiety, you've probably observed that when you feel anxious, your thinking center may shrink to the size of a pin to bean. Often we can identify a high level of anxiety as a culprit responsible for a temporary brain glitch. We conclude that, we conclude that we are frightened and anxious rather than the victim of a plummeting IQ. Let's look at the anatomy of the blank mind. There are three main regions of the brain that are involved when our minds go blank. The hypothalamus, the hippocampus, and the prefrontal cortex, or the PFC. So let's look at the hypothalamus. It's the bridge between our perceived emotions and our physical sensations. The hypothalamus is strongly associated with our endocrine system and the hormones that exist throughout our bodies. The hippocampus, it's the center of our emotions. The hippocampus plays a pivotal role in both learning and fact retrieval. Next, we look at the prefrontal Cortex. This one controls the aspects that differentiate humans from other animals, including planning, decision making, impulse control, and social interaction. So, when a threat is detected, the hypothalamus stimulates the generation of several key stress hormones, including norepinephrine and cortisol. Large levels of norepinephrine enter the PFC and serve to dampen neuro firing and impair effective communication. This impairment essentially clears out your working memory. That is, whatever you were thinking about is now gone, and then stops the rational and logical PFC from influencing other brain regions. At the same time, large levels of cortisol enter the hippocampus and not only disrupt activation patterns there, but also, of course, with prolonged exposure, kill hippocampal neurons. 
this serves to impede the ability to access old memories and skews the perception and storage of new memories. In short, when a public speech is interpreted as a threat and a stress response is triggered, working memory is wiped clean, recall mechanisms are disrupted and emotionally laden, hot cognition driven by the hippocamp, the hypothalamus and other subcortical regions overrides the normal rational call cognition driven by the PFC. So this taken together, this process leads to a mind blank, making logical cognitive activity difficult to undertake. So next we look at the 10 practical steps to taking control and combating the blank mind. The reason we most times forget what we were going to say, no matter how many times we've memorized or practiced, is that we let our nerves get the best of us. Our body tenses up, we hold our breath, and as a result, less oxygen gets to our brain, causing us to forget what we were going to say. So, these steps are often based solely on years of experience, counseling clients who deal with high levels of exposure to stress and performance anxiety. So one, reduce on your pace of talking. When you go blank, it's usually because you are talking too quickly. Thoughts are coming out of your mouth as soon as they are produced. If you do this, then, you, then your pace is too fast for you and your audience. The goal is not to say everything that comes into your head and then dive off stage. The goal is filter your thoughts as you go to be more strategic with the information you offer. Slowing right down will buy you thinking time and therefore improve your content. So in general, when you're presenting, aim to speak slightly slower than you would in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Two, get more sleep. Sleep deprivation can make it difficult to think clearly during the day, regardless of whether or not you are dealing with anxiety. A night or two of less sleep than usual probably won't have a long-lasting impact as long as you get enough sleep most nights. But if you regularly don't get enough sleep, you'll likely start to notice some negative consequences, including irritability, daytime sleepiness, and you guessed it, difficulty concentrating. Caffeine can help you feel more alert temporarily, but it's not a good permanent solution. Aiming for at least seven hours of sleep every night is a good start, but you may need up to nine hours for optimal function. Three, pause regularly. It may surprise you that one of the fastest and greatest fears in public speaking is easily solved. Many people worry about that fatal mind, mind blank moment. You're ready, you're prepared, you take your most confident stance in front of your audience, open your mouth and nothing comes out. Pausing to gather your mind for a few seconds may feel like hours to you, but the audience may not even notice. They just get a sense that you are not rushing. Thus, a pause can help you remember what you were going to say next. Also, a pause can add weight to what you've just said. Then, also, a pause can help you reduce the number of filler words in your speech. Four, 
know your stuff. If you familiarize yourself with your topic, know what you're talking about, do your research and strive to become an expert, you're less likely to flub or go blank. So develop a niche. Expand your experiences and social circles to increase exposure to more encounters from which you can draw more ideas. Sitting at home without regular social interaction and involvement will not lend itself to fresh ideas coming into your head. Learn something new that you're not necessarily interested in and either speak about it or write about it. You may discover something new and unexpected that will stimulate new ways of thinking outside the box. Use Use a, th a thesaurus for new words and phrasings to change up your speaking or writing flavor. Five, meditate. When you're feeling overwhelmed and unable to focus, sitting with your thoughts might not sound like the best thing to do. But hear me out. Stopping certain thoughts is the goal of the practice itself. This is particularly true if you are caught up in a spiral of negative thinking and, and would like to use meditation to alleviate the ruminative process. When you stop flooding your brain with fear and worry about the future of resentments from the past, meditation has a profoundly positive effect of resetting your emotional state to calm and peaceful. Meditation will thus help you increase your awareness of physical and emotional experiences as they happen and regulate unwanted or challenging emotions. Six, rehearsal strategies. That is, don't memorize your speech. Memorizing your speech is a counterproductive approach. It leads, it leads you to thinking there is only one way of saying something. If you suffer mind blank, your mind will focus on trying to remember the memorized speech rather than think of alternative ways of saying the same thing. There is no such thing as the right word. So many times we suffer mind blanks as we are trying to recall the exact phrase or word we use during study. Learn alternative ways of the same concept. 7. Maintain eye focus. Continue to maintain eye focus with your listeners. Besides its other benefits, strong direct eye contact focus can reduce your anxiety. Focus on one person for a few seconds with a neutral expression. It will probably look as if you're posing purposefully, reinforcing your last point. This simple focused pause may be all you need to get back on track and is infinitely better than looking up to the ceiling in despair. Do not broadcast your blank out by letting your eyes eyes dash out as if you're about to be attacked by a marauding lion. Your audience is not your enemy. Focusing on them one at a time will actually help you on track in the first place as well as aid in your recovery. Eight, do something do some deep breathing. This can be very calming. Take two or more deep, slow breaths before you get up to the podium and during your speech. This is because when you breathe deeply, it sends a message to your brain to calm down and relax. The brain then sends this message to your body. Those things that happen when you're stressed, such as increased heart rate, fast breathing, and 
high blood pressure all decrease as you breathe deeply to relax. Lastly, nine, if all else fails, ask for help. In some settings, it is, uh, it is acceptable to ask the audience where you are. Just don't do it repeatedly. Do it casually and sparingly. This leads to more appropriate in more casual settings, particularly in more interactive environment. It is also more acceptable if it follows an interruption of some kind, such as a question or disruption. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you in the next episode.